0: The AP voters still have their horns up ranking Texas despite a loss to Texas Tech and keeping FAU in the top 25. Should that be the case? You are locked on college basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast
1: Network, your team every day.
0: Hey, folks! Welcome in to the Locked On College Basketball Podcast, the only daily national college hoop show out there. Part, of course, of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are your co-hosts. I am Andy Patton. He is Isaac Shade. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more, folks. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 in your pocket if your team wins. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. We got a jam-packed show for you all today. We're talking about the AP voters and and some decisions they made towards the end of their top 25 that we have some questions about. We're going to talk about the Mountain West, which looks like it might not only have a couple of bids into the NCAA tournament, they got five legitimate teams that are vying for a spot in the Big Tants. We'll talk about that. Some undefeated teams in conference play that are a little surprising. We'll close out the show, of course, with a preview of some excellent games taking place on Tuesday. But today, since it is Trivia Tuesday, Isaac... We got a question for you. I'm going to read that for you right now. We will answer it at the end of the show. So Isaac, be thinking about this. Right now, Ken Palm, they have a five-person, all-Big 12 team on the website like they do for every conference. And the Big 12 team is comprised of five players, but they're only on two different teams. The question is which two teams are represented and... For a bonus, if you can name all five of the players on Ken Palm's all Big 12 teams oh so gosh. far this season, we will get to that to round out the show. But first, want to talk a little bit about the AP voters. I want to briefly mention Michigan State, a team that both of us considered ranking last uh, this, this week, but we did not, and fortunately we did not because they ended up losing to Northwestern. Uh, continues to be a struggle of a season for Tom Izzo and the Spartans. Uh, the rest of the poll, the AP poll, and our our poll for Lockdown College Basketball looked pretty similar, particularly at the top. We're starting to kind of see that separation between uh, the top teams in the middle of the pack, and, and you're kind of starting to see those polls not changing as much week in and week out. But there was a lot of change at the bottom of the poll, and in particular, some changes that we thought should have been made in the AP poll that were not made, namely the Longhorns of Texas – still being ranked we talked about it last week i think we might have even talked about it two weeks ago of why this team is still being considered a top 25 team and then fau after suffering that loss to charlotte so isaac the first question to you these two teams both still in the ap top 25 24 for texas 25 for fau which of these two teams are you more surprised is still ranked
1: Ooh, great question andy Um, frankly, neither of them should be ranked right, right now. I like both of these teams and while happy wife, happy life is a thing because my wife Maggie is a big Longhorns fan, still dealing with the, uh, disappointment of the clouds football playoff semifinal (laughs) loss. Texas has no business being in the AP top 25, Andy, we have had them out of our poll for weeks now. I didn't go back and look, but it's probably been a month. Meanwhile, the AP voters continue to rank them week after interminably under misunderstandable week after Mm -hmm. not getting it at all week. And surely Andy, after losing at home to Texas tech on Saturday, you and I and leaf even texted about this, like, Oh, finally the APP, the AP is going to get them out. Mm -hmm. No, Andy, the longhorns are still sitting there. I don't think, that FAU should be ranked either, but I am least surprised about that and more surprised about Texas. Andy, can I give you some numbers really quick? These Longhorns—they have an 11 and 3 record, and you look at that and you think, oh, that—that's not too shabby at all. There's some teams up at the top, you know, uh, Tennessee's fourth or fifth in the nation right now. They're 11 and 3. North Carolina—they're seventh. They're 11 and 3, but schedules and results and resumes are not made the same. Andy, because in those 11 and three, Texas is 0 and 2 in quad one, just one and three combined in quad one and two. Nine of their 11 wins are quad four wins. Andy, Texas's best win is over a team in LSU that has some good name recognition, but is 83rd at Ken Palm. Texas, only three of their 11 wins are top 200. At Ken Palm, and that's like 83rd, and then two outside the top 100. The Texas Longhorns have no business being ranked in the AP poll. Where are you at on this question?
0: Yeah, I agree, and I think it's really fascinating to compare the resumes between these two teams because Texas, again, like you said, they have zero wins over anybody ranked in the top 75, in the top 82, frankly, whereas FAU, they have six wins over teams that are 76. higher at Ken Palm as Come we're right now. Six six better wins than any of Texas's wins. That is an insane difference. However, however, three of FAU's four losses are outside the top 115 at Ken Palm. Texas, zero. In fact, Texas's worst loss per Ken Palm is that loss to Texas Tech. Texas Tech is 28th. So Texas doesn't have any good wins. They don't have any bad losses. FAU has good wins and bad losses. So the the resumes are very kind of confusing to look at together. They're very different in a lot of ways, but the numbers I think speak for themselves. Texas is 60th in the net. FAU is 26th. Texas is 39th at Ken Palm. FAU is 22nd. Hmm. FAU I think is a borderline top 25 team. I had them out. I don't think it's, it's, particularly egregious that they are still in the top 25 texas though frankly it is they don't deserve to be there they're playing cincinnati on tuesday night we'll talk a little bit more about that game but if they don't beat the bearcats uh, at that point it just looks even more ridiculous that they're still in the top 25
1: (laughs) and andy so you know often you think well texas will be okay as they get into big 12 play as -hmm. you scan down their schedule at 10 palm they are favored in their final like what uh, how many more games will they hit 19 games of the regular mm-hmm. season they are favored in only six of them wow <laughs> so Andy this this team like if I had to pick which of these two teams I would feel better about making the NCAA tournament right now mm-hmm. I gotta say the owls yeah
0: you know we like they talk about the owls being a kind of a, a borderline team right now
1: <laughs> yeah and so that's saying something too. It's like mm-hmm. the Owls are borderline team, but I still feel better about them going dancing uh, mm-hmm. when the, the team that hears their name called on Selection Sunday, mm-hmm. which makes me even feel worse because I picked Texas as uh, one of my Final <laughs> Four teams mm-hmm. preseason. Andy, so uh, neither of these teams should be ranked, but I think. We, do you feel the same? Do you think Texas is the more surprising, or is it yes. FAU for you?
0: Yeah, Texas. Yeah, FAU. I think is is justifiable to be ranked. They're not. I wouldn't rank them. I didn't rank them, but it's
1: justified. Texas is not. Okay. I love your point too. That it's just weird to look at because of the differences in the losses Mm -hmm. and wins. Check out their resumes yourself, folks. Okay. Andy, let's talk about the Mountain West. Because while we're talking about these two teams that are like, huh? Mm -hmm. You look at the Mountain West. And buddy, I tell you what, a year after they make it to not only the Elite Eight for the first time, but the National Championship game for the first time, the Mountain West is doing it. A couple of these teams we expected, Andy, San Diego State, first and foremost, Mm -hmm. and I would say Colorado State as well. We were high on them preseason, but not only is it San Diego State ranked right now, not only is it Colorado State, but it's also Utah State is ranked both in our poll and the AP poll. Nevada, Mm -hmm. we have ranked 25th, and they're just outside the top 25 in the AP poll. In the AP poll, they were 30th Mm -hmm. there in others receiving votes. And Andy, not only that, but New Mexico is also right in this conversation right now for making the NCAA tournament. That's five Mountain West teams. In fact, I checked Joe Lenardi's most recent bracketology. He has all five of these teams in Mm -hmm. himself. So Andy, looking at the Mountain West, what do we make of this conference that's showing up really well again this season? Yeah,
0: all five of these teams deserve to be in that conversation for the NCAA tournament, and it's not they're beating up on bad teams. Uh, Four of these five teams that we're talking about here are 500 or better in Quad 1 games uh new mexico is the only team that is not they are zero and two they are of course the only team out of this group that is not ranked in our poll or in the ap voters uh eyes the san Diego state's two and two in quad one games utah state is two and oh nevada is two and oh colorado state is one and one and then again new mexico zero and two these teams isaac are a combined 59 and eight absolutely ridiculous stuff from these two from these five teams They have all played fantastic schedules. They all have 13 or more wins. Uh, It's a a fantastic conference. We're not even talking about Boise State, who is the clear sixth best team in this conference, despite being top 70 in the net right now and a a very quality program in their own right. This is a really good conference. And I think uh, if you're a mid-major conference or even a lower level uh, power five conference like the Pac-12 or even the ACC, you're sweating a little bit right now because if this conference truly gets five teams in the dance and it's hard to Imagine it's less than that. It might be four, but it is almost impossible to imagine it's less than four unless some team like Air Force and San Jose State start picking off these teams, which I just don't think is going to happen. The WCC's odds of being a one-bid league are really high, in part because of their struggles and in part because of this. The Pac-12 may not get more than four or five teams in the NCAA tournament because of the Mountain West. The A-10, people are like, oh, maybe the A-10 is finally a two-bid league. I don't know. I don't know if they're able to. If you think the AAC is going to get two in, in Memphis and FAU, which I think is the general consensus, and the WCC is probably only one, the A-10 is probably only one, because you got to make room for the Mountain West to get these five teams in because every one of them has a very obviously convincing resume. New Mexico is the only one. It's the only one. No quad one wins for them is definitely a, a bit of a problem. They have that loss to St. Mary's, but uh, they have not been healthy this year. And if they when Jamal Mashburn Jr. and, and House are both back, Jalen House, that's a really good team right there. So to me, the Mountain West is a really dangerous conference. They have a lot of really tremendous talent and other conferences are put on notice that there they're, they're may not be they may not be getting as many bids as they want because of a conference like the Mountain
1: West. And the one kind of odd thing about it is there's not a ton of national respect, at least in terms of seeding. Andy, Mm -hmm. also looking at Lunardi's latest bracket, San Diego State has the best seed of these five teams, and it's a six seed. So Mm -hmm. we'll kind of keep tabs on this, but I love it. Great on the Mountain West. Way to go. All right, Andy, speaking of getting into conference play, as often happens, as, as we're early in conference play, there are some surprising teams who are currently undefeated in conference play We got to figure out, out of these, who's legit and who's just taking advantage of a soft early conference schedule. We're going to have that conversation in just a second. Right after I tell you that this episode of Locked on College Basketball is brought to you by Jace Medical. Look, I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of life, but let's just talk for a minute about prepping for when real life actually shows up. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if someone I loved was getting sick while a supply chain issue was uh, preventing them from being able to get the life-saving medication that they needed. Well, thankfully there's Jace Medical. They have this thing called the Jace case, which is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses like UTIs, skin infections, and among other things. This could happen to any one of us. So Visit jacemedical.com to complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. So go to jacemedical.com and use code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. That's Jace Medical. Here at the beginning of conference play, as we do every year, Andy, there are some teams that are off to hot starts that we didn't necessarily expect to do. Sometimes it's because they're just playing at a level we didn't expect. Sometimes it's just by, by fortune of what the scheduling for the conference is. So we wanna take time to consider four of these teams in particular that right now are all at least 3 and o in their conference. Now, Andy, let's go ahead and say off the top, we're not dealing with the SEC or Big 12 right now because those conferences have only played one game each. We're also not dealing with the Big East because uh, they only—they don't have any undefeated teams. Um, and then we're also not dealing with the Big 10. Their only undefeated team is Wisconsin, and we kind of expected them to yeah. be really good. Maybe the more surprising thing is that Purdue <laughs> has a loss right now. Yeah. That said, these four teams we're going to look at, two from the Pac-12, two from the ACC. Andy, let me name these off and then I got a couple questions mm-hmm. for you. So in the Pac 12, we got Oregon, who is 12 and 3 overall, 4 and 0 in conference. Uh, their best, w- their four wins are the LA schools and the Washington schools, mm-hmm. Arizona state 10 and five overall four and O in conference, their wins are the Northern California schools in Utah and Colorado, moving to the ACC where we don't have the paired scheduling. So I got to list them all. We got <laughs> Wake Forest who right now is 11 and three, three and O in ACC play wins at home against Virginia tech on the road at Boston college. And then Miami over the weekend, Andy big win there, and then NC State, who's eleven and three and three and O overall, two road wins at Boston College, at Notre Dame, and then blasted Virginia this week this weekend by sixteen. So Andy, we got a couple questions we want to unpack here. Let's start with this one: Which of these four teams do you think will stay undefeated the longest? That is a great question. I think
0: looking at their their upcoming schedule, I think it feels pretty likely that it might be the team that the the team that I think is probably the best out of this group and um, that's the Demon Deacons of Wake Forest. They got mm. Florida State uh, tonight which is not going to be an easy game it's on the road in Tallahassee Florida State's been playing decent basketball as of late but they're not a particularly great team and they got Virginia after that and Virginia is is a tough game it's always a tough game nobody likes to play Tony Bennett in the Cavs but I think Wake Forest wins both those games whereas I look at Oregon, they got Cal, which I think they take care of business there. But then they're on the road to those mountain schools at Colorado and Utah, and that's a really tough road trip. Those Pac-12 schools really hate going out to those elevation schools and playing them there, and I think that's going to be really tough. Uh, I think Arizona State and NC State are the the weaker two teams in this group. Arizona State's got they're on the road against UW. I don't I'm not sure they're even going to win that game, and after that. <laughs> They got UCLA and USC, which normally you'd think, well, there's no way. But this year, those two teams are not good. A real opportunity for them potentially there. NC State, they got Carolina on the 10th. Uh, Tough game, uh, rivalry game there, but I don't think they're going to beat the Tar Heels. So for me, I think it's probably most likely Wake Forest. Uh, And I think that they're probably also the best team in this group. They're close with Oregon in my mind.
1: I feel literally the exact same as you, Andy, everything you just unpacked would have been all my same arguments. The only thing I'll add is that if Wake Forest can get past FSU and Virginia, Mm -hmm. then they're at NC state. So that's really interesting because we're talking about those two, but then they host Louisville. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they could reel off four in a row there, but then they are at North Carolina. So similar Mm -hmm. to NC state, got a a date with the Tar Heels coming Mm -hmm. up. Andy, I I mean, so whether it's Wake Forest or any of the other three teams that we didn't feel quite as strongly about Mm -hmm. anybody you see as a real contender here, either for the Pac-12 crown or the ACC crown or, you know, maybe a, a top four seed in the conference tournament where you get some help there.
0: Not really. Uh, I think Oregon. Oregon is the most likely to finish in the top three of their conference, and that's much more a product of the Pac-12 than it is anything else. Wake Forest is probably the better team, but to finish top three, they'd have. I mean, Duke and North Carolina are at the top there. You'd have to, you know, usurp Clemson, which is possible. You'd have to get past Miami, which they already beat them. Virginia, like, there's just more depth in that conference. Whereas for me, like, Oregon might honestly be the second best team in the Pac-12. Uh, and that says something about Oregon, but it also says something about Colorado, who's now playing without Tristan Da Silva and Cody Williams. Utah has fallen off a little bit. Obviously, uh, we don't. We've spent a lot of airtime on USC and UCLA <laughs> and their massive struggles this season. So, to me, I, I think Oregon might actually be the second best team in the Pac-12, or they're at least in that conversation. conversation. They're, they're, That's right. Their loss. They they got a blitzed badly by Syracuse, which was kind of a shocking result for them. Uh, Their other loss, they lost to Santa Clara. That was the loss right after Nafale Dante and Nate Biddle went down with injuries, so they were really shorthanded in those games. For me, Oregon's a team that has adjusted to not having those two players and is 4-0 in the conference playing good basketball right now and they're going to get Dante back. He's going to be he's going to be healthy eventually here here hopefully soon for that team. If he's back and at 100%, this team becomes even more dangerous. They're obviously not going to compete with Arizona. Arizona's the clear and runaway best team in that conference, but I, I think there's a chance Oregon ends up being second or third in the Pac-12 whereas I don't feel as confident that Wake Forest can do that in the ACC
1: despite yeah. them maybe overall being an actually better better team okay let's think end of this season NCAA tournament out of let's rank these teams in most to least likely to make the NCAA tournament mm.
0: um for me Wake Forest is mm, Oregon's most likely I'm gonna say Oregon's most likely uh, because I think uh, it's hard because Oregon has more opportunities to lose bad games yeah. they could lose to you know an Arizona State which I don't think is a great loss they could lose to you know they, they got a lot of opportunities to lose bad games eight Wake Forest does too. They have Louisville, Notre Dame, etc. It's kind of gets bad at the bottom of that conference, but I think Wake Forest is probably a little bit more likely to finish in the middle of the ACC, which just puts them in, in less of a, a confident spot whereas if oregon's top three top four in the pac-12 they probably get in even though the pac-12 is pretty weak so i think oregon's the most likely to make the big dance followed by wake forest honestly i guess i go nc state followed by arizona state after that but i don't find either of those teams super compelling as potential ncaa tournament teams arizona state i i I don't think they're going to make it nc state is maybe a little bit more likely but they're they're more of a bubble team than anything
1: andy okay real quick here i'm looking at lunardi's most recent bracket as you're talking about this mm-hmm. he's got oregon in as a 12 seed this mm-hmm. has to be wrong he's got them listed as the aq right now mm. over arizona or colorado or anybody but
0: how does he doesn't he pick that just by like their their conference record or how does he pick that cuz that oh, would, maybe
1: so i yeah. i don't know I,
0: I, otherwise I don't that understand. is that is ludicrous yeah i don't yeah. Oregon's probably not going to beat arizona for the, the, the,
1: the automatic qualifier okay <laughs> i'm hoping it's by conference record cuz if mm-hmm. not Woof. Get out yeah. of here with that noise, Lenardi. I'm, I'm with you. I think it's Oregon and then Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. Um, Arizona State, I don't see making it. Mm-hmm. NC State is, I'm going to call mm-hmm. them a bubble team, but I wouldn't be surprised if they played their way off of that a little bit. But um those, Wake and, and Oregon, I feel pretty good about.
0: Yeah. It's a fun group of teams. It's kind of fun to look at the, these four teams here that are kind of in this position right now next week. Uh, who knows if any of them will still be there, but but it's kind of fun to, to take a look at, at teams that start off conference season hot because it's definitely uh, it's, it's definitely intriguing, at least uh, as we get closer and closer to the bubble season in March Madness. Isaac, we got a phenomenal slate of games on Tuesday evening. Uh, We got some really fun games in the Big 12. BYU at Baylor. We also got a great opportunity for Iowa State to continue to prove themselves. We've been waiting to see if they're capable of doing it. They're hosting Houston. Can they knock off the only remaining undefeated team in the country? We're going to talk about those and a couple other matchups. But first... Today's episode of Locked On College Basketball is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season just wrapped up, but there is still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, that's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The FanDuel app is really easy to use, and there is a ton of different ways to bet. You can bet on point spreads, player props, money lines. You can also use their live same-game parlays. Plus, you can find bets in the new Explore tab and make a parlay in their Parlay Hub, the best way to find the popular parlays. Right now, Baylor is a a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home over BYU on Tuesday night. We're going to preview that game shortly and tell you what we think about that spread. So if you want to join us in on that action, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Well, Isaac, we got a fun slate of games, a couple of Big 12 matchups that I think are going to be really exciting coming up on Tuesday night as we kind of transition out of the end of the college football season officially and get into full time college hoops. I want to start in the Big 12 with Houston. Heading on the road to Ames to take on Iowa State. This game is at 7 p.m. Eastern time. It is on ESPN2. FanDuel right now does favor the Cougs, as you would expect, but only by three and a half points. It is hard to win road games uh, in the Big 12. and It feels to me like a really another good opportunity for Iowa State, a team that played close against Oklahoma and kind of proved that they do deserve to be, you know, in the conversation as a top 25 team. The computers have continued to love them all season long. You think there's any chance here that they can maybe take down the,
1: the last remaining undefeated team uh, in the country? Andy, I mean, if you're asking me chance, yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. If you're asking me, are they going to? No. Um, here's Three. the thing. I, you know, we, we've queried about Iowa State's uh, resume, and it's very similar to what we said with Texas earlier. Their best win at Ken Palm is over 53rd Iowa, everything else is outside the top 100. Mm-hmm. And and so, it's just that kind of thing where I, I just think Houston is gonna take care of business here and keep that undefeated train choo choo rolling, mm-hmm. baby. A couple more Big 12
0: games we got with three of the five games we're going to talk about here are in the Big 12 conference. Not a real shock, it's a, obviously a really strong basketball conference we got texas going on the road to take on the bearcats of cincinnati texas or excuse me cincinnati already picked up a win over a ranked team against byu earlier last week on saturday can they pick up another victory over a apparently ranked team in texas as we've already talked about uh, cincinnati is favored by four and a half points on fanduel this game is again at cincinnati 7 p.m eastern time and it's on espn plus isaac you think this is the game that that finally knocks Texas out of the AP poll, or do you think their Longhorns are going to go on the road and get a victory here?
1: Uh, Andy, I don't know why, and I know we've bashed on Tech. Really, we haven't bashed Texas. We've bashed the AP voters right. for getting this all wrong. But I, I feel good about this game for Texas, and I don't mm-hmm. know why. Um, I don't. You know, which it shouldn't because they're going Mm -hmm. halfway across the country to Cincinnati to take care of business. But I think this is a game where Texas is going to do enough to Mm -hmm. pick up this road win as uh, underdogs. What about you? What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think it'll be a fun matchup to see kind of how the bigs, uh, bigs play. I think it's a really big matchup for Aziz Bendego yep. at Cincinnati. If he can protect the rim and, and handle guys like Dylan DeSue, uh for Texas, I think that could be a, a tough matchup. But uh, with with Mitchell and DeSue and Ace Miss, like I think there's enough firepower that Texas could win this one. But I didn't think Cincinnati would beat BYU, and they did. So certainly the Bearcats team is not one to uh, to shrug off entirely. But this, I, I think the Cincinnati favored by four and a half points feels like a pretty big spread in their favor. Uh, Certainly, FanDuel, I would imagine, also agrees with us regarding where Texas is in the Uh, AP poll, but I think this is going to be a really fun matchup, and certainly, in my opinion at least, uh, whichever team wins is probably going to be in the AP Top 25 next week, because I think if Texas gets knocked off here, Cincinnati will and at least should climb into the Top 25.
1: Yeah, that's good. Andy, we got one other big 12 matchup. We want to mention, and this is the only game on Tuesday night between two ranked AP ranked teams. Mm -hmm. Anyway, 21 BYU at 15 Baylor. No, those are our rankings. Forgive me. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is nine Eastern on ESPN plus FanDuel has it bears minus two and a half. Andy, it's in that brilliant new arena with Mm -hmm. a smaller seating, which I'm a big fan and proponent of. We've never had these conversations, but I think this is what college basketball should be doing anyway. Anyway, Baylor, as we know, uh, we talked about on, on Monday show, went to Stillwater, needed overtime to beat Oklahoma State, but beat them they did. Meanwhile, as we just mentioned, BYU lost to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Interesting stuff. BYU has had this hot, hot start to the season. They have been, speaking of computer darlings, they've mm-hmm. been another one there. So we'll see what happens. And Andy, I think both of these teams are at a spot where it's like, They need a win to kind of legitimize growing with where they're at. So Baylor minus two and a half. Andy, what do you have?
0: Uh, Baylor and I think they're covering. I think they love that home arena. This is a tough matchup for BYU just in terms of um, like roster construction. I think Baylor is going to be really hard for them to defend. I think the Bears win. I think they cover
1: love that Andy let's switch to our good boss's favorite team (laughs) uh, and the team he covers Texas A&M at Zach Blackerby's 12th ranked Auburn Tigers war eagle baby this game's nine eastern on ESPN tool two (laughs) fan duel has it by Auburn eight and a half Andy when we were getting our notes ready we both chortled with laughter at how big this line is I did not expect it to be this big but man with what speaking of teams that were like Are their computer numbers legit? With what we saw from Auburn in Bud Walton Arena over the weekend, we're starting to think that maybe they are. We love us some Aiden Holloway. Can Auburn get another blowout?
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you go into Bud Walton Arena, you win by 30 plus points. It's hard to not have a big spread when you're then at home against an AM team that has really struggled, uh, particularly lately. The outside shooting hasn't been there. Wade Taylor has been good, but they're a little too overly reliant on him. Uh, I think Auburn's the better basketball team. I think they're going to show it, show out. Eight and a half feels like a big spread. But honestly, I think there's a big chance they cover this one as well.
1: Yeah, A&M is making me look silly right now for my preseason predictions, but uh, whatever. Andy, let's quickly then move on to that Mountain West matchup you talked about earlier. The 20th-ranked Colorado State Rams at Boise State, that weirdly-shaped Idaho. I love it. 9 p.m. Eastern on the Mountain West Network, Andy, where we can all not watch it. Uh, FanDuel has this game, Colorado State by a point and a half we talked about five mountain west teams that are currently uh projected tournament teams boise state is just on the outside looking in what could a win here do for their resume
0: yeah it's a huge opportunity for leon rice's team i don't have the numbers right in front of me but over the last couple of years uh the boise state has lost like one or two games in january like they're just a ridiculously good january team i don't know if leon rice gets this team pumped up with new year's resolutions or what exactly goes down uh in boise but this is a really good team in colorado state I mean, they're coming off a loss to utah state they really don't want to lose two in a row that that's uh, a, a big problem for them. If they do, they'll probably drop out of the top 25 with the last year to Boise State. And uh, Boise State's, again, that sixth team, that team that's not really in that conversation right now, but they're a really good team. And if nothing else, they can absolutely play a spoiler and they got a great opportunity to do so on Tuesday night. You want to hear the trivia question?
1: Yes, I <laughs> you do. You want to do some trivia I haven't trivia been stuff. thinking about it, so I'm stressed.
0: So five all Big 12 players, according to Ken Palm, they, Ken Palm always readjusts their the five best players in the conference, the all Big 12 picks. They're from two different schools. Tell me which two schools have all five players represented, and then let's see if you can guess who the five players are right now at Ken Palm.
1: Okay, quickly, my gut reaction is mm-hmm. that it's Kansas and that it's Houston, but I'm like worried that it's a trick. And maybe it's like Texas. Like, could it be Max A. Smith? And no, DeSue hasn't been playing enough. To admit, like, I don't think it's Baylor, although they've got some dudes. I don't think it's Oklahoma. Don't. Yeah. Okay. I'm saying Kansas and I'm saying Houston. Stick with your gun. I love it. That is correct. Those okay. Are the two teams. So uh the five players, Hunter Dickinson. Yep. Kevin McCuller. Yep.
0: You flip the order, but yes, those are the top two.
1: Okay. LJ Cryer. Yep. Jamal Shedd. Yep. And a fit. I can't decide which team. I don't think Dewan Harris is. The- I'll just say Dewan Harris because I'm yep. not thinking of who else I'd want to say.
0: No, this is the trickiest part of this question, quite honestly.
1: All right. <laughs> Maybe yeah, you get the first
0: four. <laughs> you want me to tell you?
1: Yeah, give it to me. It is Emmanuel Sharp. Of course. Okay. Yep. Wow. Yep.
0: I was wow. not not expecting that. No. Over Jacoby Walter, over Ray J Dennis, over wow. Junior Nelson Jr., over anybody else uh, in, in the Big Twelve is an interesting interesting uh, observation there. But yeah, Houston and Kansas not surprising that those are the top two teams right there.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Good question, Andy. I love that one. I love Trivia Tuesday. I'm so glad we do this every week. Folks, thanks so much for joining us on today's episode. It's been great to be together. We'd love for you to come connect with us more deeply on the On College Basketball Discord channel. The link for that is in the show notes. Speaking of in the show notes, we'd love for you to vote for us on the podcast sports awards where we are up for best basketball podcast. Uh, So that link is in the show notes as well. Please don't forget to subscribe to us on audio and video, rate and review five stars. Talk about why you love the show. If you're watching on YouTube, smash that like button so that we know you were here. As always, apologies to the lawyer family. Let's go Wildcats and until tomorrow, peace.